Do you think they can hear is that? Is it even moving? Oh, it is. It is. You're, you're not putting that in the podcast. I'm like, I refuse. <laughs> you can start your own podcast with that. That's disgusting. Stop. I'm literally going to mute you off this thing. Happy Halloween. How is that nasty? You know what's scary? That sound is scary. You know what's scarier? No, nothing's scary in that sound. The fact that my ex-boyfriend and the boy that I liked listened to last week's episode on the same day. I'm not going to answer that question. (laughs) Because (laughs) he's like, this is 2020. I'm not going to answer that question. Because we don't know who's listening nowadays. So, see all the Snapchat I just opened of that boy that, like, he's not, he's nobody? Yeah. But, um, I was listening to a podcast the other day, and they had a guy on, it's a girl's podcast, but they had a guy on it, and he was talking about how, like, one of these, one of the girls in the podcast, like, this guy she tried to follow, like, months ago, we finally accepted her, her request to follow Instagram. Mm-hmm. And she was like, this was, like, months ago, and she's, he's, she's like, I don't understand why he just accepted it now. And the guy was like, you know what? He probably did. He probably had a girlfriend, didn't want to tell you. And he's now he's alley-oop, he alley-ooped himself to when he's single now. So now he's now so he like he left it so like you didn't know. That's why he didn't want you to follow him. And then he accepted it. After he deleted After. the pictures of his ex-girlfriend. So, so, and now he's like, now he's single, but you would you wouldn't have known he had a girlfriend. And I'm just thinking about like how like I've done it in the past where like you keep you just like keep watching someone yeah and then you're like when this is done <laughs> like, i'll swoop it i'll swoop it <laughs> that's not what's happening now but it reminded me of that because it was in that podcast like yesterday so it's really funny he called it alley-ooping he alley-ooped it to, to to your future single self oh my god <laughs> i think i think at the end of the like for the people who know that their relationship is gonna end they do that because oh, I've, yeah. I've done that at the very end of my relationship where, I, like, I meet someone cute, but you I'm technically... You line something up. Yeah, you're, yeah I'm you do that. I'm technically still in a relationship, <laughs> but I'm like, oh, I know I'm going to be single soon, so <laughs> just, like, keep them on up. the back burner. <clears throat> I know that's really terrible to say. Like, as I'm saying out loud, I'm like, that's really bad because I got yelled at, I don't know, was it yesterday? Not like, yeah, not like in real life. Not in real life. I got a, like, a block full of, like, text saying how... Like, I'm just like, I would lie to him and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, no, I genuinely wanted to be single. And I am single now. I'm not, I'm allowed to date. (laughs) That was just so annoying. Like, honestly, like, nobody cares. I was just shocked. I was like, feel free to listen to the podcast, but you can't get, like, sad over everything that happens. Honestly, nobody cares. Like, I was just like, this guy, he was just whining. Yeah, you know what? Whatever. You know what I thought about today? So, uh, first of all, Sam Smith, I'm listening to his new songs because he's fire. But I was watching Ellen, an Ellen clip. She looks tired. She is tired. Paula, I was watching this video and I was like... show's been on the air for so long Yo, now. can someone just, like, tap her out? Like, I, I don't watch the show anymore, but I watched a video on Facebook and I'm like, I'm sad. Like, <laughs> I felt sad watching she it. She needs someone she trusts to, like take her throne kind of thing like the queen 
Yeah, that was like, that was such a weird segue, but I just thought of like Sam Smith songs, which are all about relationships and shit. And then I thought about Ellen and <laughs> how old and just like, oh my, someone needs to just make her just sit down. Well, she does sit, but I mean, sit at home. <laughs> and relax. And relax. And enjoy the rest of her life. Oh Because she doesn't gosh. seem like she enjoys it anymore. She, no, she looks so drained. And like, she had a mm-hmm. smile on her face that was just like lifeless. And I was like... I can't watch this video. I feel I'm getting like depressed watching this video. <laughs> oh my gosh! Somebody, we need to start a petition to make Alan go go to bed. <laughs> no, <coughs> I don't know. This that's what happens when you do the same thing for so 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 long. Even though it's like a great job, but yeah. it's hard to be entertaining all the time. Like she has to be on all the I've time. I've been thinking. Cause like, see how like, oh, Alan's like the most extreme example, but I just mean in general, like. How I've been thinking about how like right now I don't know if it's our, I don't know if it's just our generation or not but like even when I watch like Gary Vee videos he's always telling these young people to like relax like stop being so anxious like stop yeah stop putting so much pressure on yourself because we are so young still and we have so much time to fail and figure it out and I'm just yeah. like I've been thinking about like where that where that anxiousness comes from because like I feel like we're I feel like me personally I'm just so. Like, I don't know how I'm going to survive yet. <laughs> yeah, but like, I yet. think that's where all anxiousness comes from. It's It comes from not knowing. It comes from the unknown. Because we all just want to know. And he keeps... And, like, and I do, like... I don't, like, live on his every word like some people do. But I do respect the things that he has to say. And I've just heard him time and time again be like, relax. And, like, you, like, you will figure it out. But, like, take your time. And I don't know why our generation is so, like, we need everything right now. I think it's, but I think it's social media, which is a whole other topic. But I mean, like, I don't know. I'm just seeing it more and more that it's not just me. That's like every day I'm like, what the hell am I doing? Like, what am I doing now? Like, what's next? Yeah. Kind of thing. Like, I have a job now, but like, what, like, what am I doing next? Like, what? I don't know. I just don't know what I'm doing ever. I I don't think anybody can ever be completely satisfied if you're, if you're, satisfied with everything it's kind of like you're doing it wrong not satisfied but i just feel like there are just certain paths that people i know are taking where everything is so like this is this step this is this step this is what i'm gonna do like for example well, let's, like just Abby. Say, let's just say if i Abby's went to med like school that. or i'm gonna go to med school then i'm gonna whatever do residency then i'm gonna become a doctor and it's like step one step two step three and for me it's like well not just me but like i'm just like every day i have no like, I know what I want to do. I just don't know what the next steps are. And the other day, I was telling Baxter. I was like, man, like, yeah, like, I don't know what I want to do. He's like, oh, you're doing a podcast and you're writing and you have a... I'm like, what does that mean? I'm like, it's not... Like, everything is so, like, up in the air. Yeah, because people who are becoming, like, doctors, lawyers, or whatever, they have a clear path of how to get where they want to be. But it... Because you're in the creative industry. There's no real, like manual to do it like it's not like you go to school and then you do an internship like you could but that's not the only way to do it for being a doctor there's like really only one way to do it i think i just wanted if someone just like came to me from the future and was like you'll survive i would sleep at night yeah (laughs) you would sleep at night but you i feel like you wouldn't work as hard and maybe that would screw you over I guess. So, like, not knowing is actually kind of better because you're forced to kind of, like, do all these things, like, freelance and write and do this podcast and all the things you're doing now just because you don't know. 
If you knew, you'd be like, oh, I'll just go to bed. I'll just take a nap. I'll just go to the gym. You wouldn't be doing these extra things because you know. But then I think that in the end, that would screw you and then change yeah. your path. And then you'd end up a bum. Cause it's, yeah, that's true. Because it's weird because like, like I don't want, obviously I don't want to like see, like get married, own a house, all that stuff yet. Like I really don't. Not anytime soon at least. But it's like, I'd like to know that it's possible Yes, it's possible. Well, it's at possible. this point, it's not feeling like it. Yeah, because I tell my mom every day, I'm like, your generation screwed me. And she's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's all they have to say. That's all they have to say because they know it's true. Yeah. But it's, it's just like the house thing and like just not having to worry about finances and stuff like it just seems so far away that I'm just like, man, like, is this ever? Yeah. And then, and then, and then Gary V's like, oh, like, you're, like, you're so young. You, he's like, you, you can, you have like eight more years. You could do nothing for eight more years and you can still be a child. And I'm like, yo, I do not want to wait eight years. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm sorry. Like that, that's pretty much saying he's like 10 years. You'll figure it out. Like, cool. Yeah, that's the scary part. The fact that it's when like thirty-five. You, it already feels like it's been like not so long, but it already feels like, I, yeah, I've been lost for like a hot ass minute already, and it's like, damn, still got to figure it out for ten more years. Ten? Well, I don't know. <laughs> um, I was talking to that person that I mentioned in the podcast earlier. And he's he's always challenging me, and he's always kind of playing devil's advocate because I think he thinks that um, I have too much of an idealistic view of life, like everything's going to be okay, and um, I'm going to be able to do this and this. And then he's like, you know, like I know you like photography, and I know you're good at these things, but you have to like separate your hobbies from your career and that kind of made me sad because I was like why can't I make a career out of it and he said you can but again you might not be as lucky as the people that have made it their career so you have to like think about it realistically and I was like I don't want to think about it realistically yeah there's that but there's also like it's hard to make every single hobby that you have your career like you kind of have to go all in for yeah, he's like, he's like, what about those people who do wedding photography for their entire lives? Like, do you want to end up like that? And I was like, no. <laughs> but he's like, but you never doing, want, you yeah, never want to. That I was never, never wanted to that do was never, that. What is that question? That's not even a relevant question. <laughs> I know, I know where he's coming from, but like, I just hate that he forces me to think about it. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like, whether he came along or five years from now, you're like, oh, damn. He was he just like, to think about it, he was actually. just like when I was your age, he's not even that much older, he's like five years older, but he's like, I wish someone told me at your age that, you know, it is possible to make your hobbies your career, but also don't, like, know, I guess know when it's, it's not possible, I don't know. He was just telling me I have, I have to think about that. Yeah, but I feel like that's different for everyone. I know, because he comes from a more, like, mathematical background, and I feel like either way, he was always going to go down that path and work at an office and blah, blah, blah. But that's, like, not the same as, like, me. I don't know what I'm I don't know. Do. I just feel like that's different for everyone just because there are a lot of successful people that kept going and then 
they had their big break when they were like later in life. So if you want to, if people want to give up, then that's fine too. But there's a lot of people (laughs) that didn't and they were older and then they, they found success in what they really loved. So it's like, you can say that, but you can also say you can keep going until you reach the success that you want. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It just depends on how you feel about it. But I just mean like, there's no, if something is really important to you that you really want to accomplish, I think I would never tell anyone that there's a time when you need to stop. Like if you don't, if that's not important to you and it's something you don't want to do anymore, then stop. But if it's something you still want to work at, then you only live one life. Go for it. (laughs) I don't care. (laughs) I know. I know. How's the jobless life? I mean, I'm still getting paid, so. Oh, from like, from the past times? No, like, they're still paying me for a little bit because uh, the theory that me and my friend who also let go have... Well, it's more her theory, is that, like, they don't want us to sue them, so they're just paying us for a little bit, so we don't talk. Really? (laughs) Yeah. (coughs) I'm still getting paid until, I don't want to tell people when, but for a little bit. Did they tell you when? Like, did they tell you when? Yeah. Oh, they, it was, was it in the first email or the second, or another email they emailed you? Uh, the first email. Oh. Yeah. No, well, it wasn't in the, the first email when they said they let me go was, um... Just them telling me they're letting me go and that I'm great and blah, blah, blah. And then they sent a second email the same night where they're like, we're still paying you for until this time. That's so dumb. It just yeah. doesn't make... I it's don't, like... I don't understand why you spend that money then. Yeah, You're why still spending you, the money. Why wouldn't you just like keep us and um, do the onboarding properly? And then it's like it's like you're losing money now because we're not working and you're paying us until a certain time. So it's just like that worse for you. The problem is they don't have any professionals there that are like knowledgeable on this stuff. So they're just like guessing, guessing basically, because that's so like they're young. They're like 28. That's only five years older than than me. And I feel like we're almost like, obviously they've accomplished more. They have their own company and whatever. But like, it's like our mindset is kind of the same. And I wouldn't really know what to do in this case either. And I feel like, yeah, they're literally guessing. I feel like they should hire like an HR person. So someone that can tell them what to do. That's really interesting. I think it would save them money because they're making foolish decisions right now. Oh, yeah, exactly. That's the thing. Like, when you, like, don't pay attention to those things, then you're just wasting money. But that's their problem to deal with now. I don't know. I think we need to... I've been thinking about this ever since someone was like, what is your podcast about? Like, what is... What's the point? And I was like, that's a good question. I don't know. It is a good question. But it's also like, go away, because we just started it. <laughs> so get off my back. <laughs> it's just really funny, because like I've been thinking about it ever since that was brought up, which was probably like a long time ago. And they're like, what is it about? What's your point? I don't know. No one else it. has really asked me that. No, no one else has asked me that, period. That's the end of that sentence. <laughs> People always ask me. And I'm like, ah, you know, it's about whatever we want it to be about. Exactly. It's something that we're making, and it's about whatever we want it to be about. I also a lot of podcasts are about a hundred different things. 
I know, but like they seem to have kind of a template. Like millennial kind of had a template. It was like just it was about her life, but she also had so many cool components to it. Like interviews and like she took her recorder to family events and things like that. I don't and think it was like a journey. And we're I, not really going on a journey. I don't know what we're doing. I don't think that I wouldn't say that's a that's a template though. She used a lot of elements to tell her story, but do you mean template as in like this happens and this happens and this well, happens? Well, I think you're taking the word template too literally, but it does have like a structure. Okay. Well, yeah, because she was telling her story. Yeah, I think everybody has some sort of structure, except for like people like Cody Ko and like his podcast where he literally just does what we do, what like what we do, and we sit down and just talk. I don't listen to his podcast. I listen but other to other podcasts. I listen to, but yeah, and their new podcast with one of his good friends, Noel. They just sit down and talk as well. It's like literally the same as us in a kitchen with a micro with two microphones, and yeah, they just talk about things, but. It's interesting because Noel's going through the same thing. He got let go at his job. Well, he he got laid off, which is a little different. But now he's pursuing the creative thing full time. He's a filmmaker. Yeah. So we, we, yeah, people don't. Well, know, he used but. to be a programmer, and now, but with a background in film, so now he's just doing YouTube full time. It's like you said, it's really hard to make money on YouTube now. So oh, yeah, I don't know. I have no idea what he's gonna do. So I don't know what anyone's doing on that damn website anymore, to be honest. But it's just interesting to watch, because there was a time when like. I feel like a lot of people were like, oh, like, that looks really cool. Like, maybe, like, I could try that. And that that has definitely passed for me. I'm totally over it. But now like I'm becoming just, a YouTuber. Yeah, but now I'm just, like, watching how everyone is kind of, like, adjusting to the way this channel or this website has really changed. Yeah. And how it's really playing on people's money <laughs> lately. So I'm just, like, wa- I just like to watch on the, be, like, just be an observer of the whole thing. Yeah, you really have to be likable and have, like, decent content. People like Elle Mills, who started out... Um, you, like, with, love to bring this shit yeah, up. Like, but I've never brought her up on the podcast. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just saying as me, as per person who just talks to you outside the podcast. Because I admire how, like, she had, like, no subscribers, and then within a few months, now she has, like, 500,000 subscribers. And it's because she's genuinely funny, in my opinion. But there's a lot of people on YouTube who have a lot of... Fo- that's the thing. A lot of people on YouTube who have a lot of followers that aren't still aren't making money. That's that's what that's what everyone's talking about right now. It's that people who were making a lot of money... Aren't now. Aren't now. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, those numbers, subscribers, doesn't, it doesn't matter anymore. YouTube is playing people's money. <laughs> like... I guess it's a good way to get to other things, though. Like, if you're... If you want to act, like, people will probably know you from your YouTube channel, and that will probably get you opportunities. Oh, yeah, but, for sure. It's something you have to do other things, because you can't like, just rely on it. De La Ghetto said that he doesn't rely on YouTube money. Yeah, so, exactly. So, like, people can't rely can. on it. Like, even Cody doesn't rely on it. He sells merch now. He does his podcast. He says he makes no money off of it. Yeah. But the thing is, it, there was a point when I was, like, how when did I start really, like, really getting to... I was probably, like, 15 or 16. Like, there was a point when I was, like, it was definitely enticing. I'm like, to become a YouTuber? Yeah, you it looks actually fun. What I think the done? only it's a thing. I think the one things that the one things that stopped me is that I was like I don't like I don't do anything like couldn't do a beauty <laughs> channel, not gonna do a cooking channel, like I just didn't like I don't vlogged. game. I could have vlogged, but like 
But like, what do you do? Yeah, what do I actually do? Like, I have like two friends. Like, what? Like, I just don't. If I, I feel like if I found something, like people who were like, oh, I started my B channel when I was like ten, and like, like now it's like a. And I just never stopped. I just never stopped. Like, if I, I feel like if I had a thing. I would have ran with it, but... Yeah, like Laura DIY. She was doing DIY while in university at Ryerson. And I remember just watching this girl with, like, no subscribers making stuff. And all of a sudden, I turned around and she was like, million subscribers, lives in L.A., is dating another YouTuber, is, like, selling out shows around the world, doing what? She doesn't sing, she doesn't dance, literally on a stage talking. Just talking Yeah. people like her. But, yeah, she really grinded, though. yeah. But it's yeah, crazy. it was cool. It oh, it does it did look fun because like people got to make whatever they wanted, mm-hmm. and that's how people make their money now, right? By doing these shows, like they they're always do- going on tour. And in my mind, I'm like, what do you guys do on tour? Because like they're most making of money, you, they're just doing it to get paid. Most of you don't like do anything entertaining. So, but then like you see clips and they're literally up there talking and like lip but singing all, and doing random just, stuff. But it's just securing it's just securing that the fans are going to keep supporting them. They're yeah. like how am I going to make my brand Meet last longer? Things like that. It's really cool to see. I wonder like cuz David Dobrik doesn't do shows or be like I literally don't follow that so anymore. But I'm like, just curious about I, how I, he makes money because he has a Tesla, he has a new home. And, like, he doesn't apparently do those he's extra like, things. But apparently, like, everyone, not everyone, I won't say everyone, but, like, a lot of people that I've, that a lot of other big YouTuber, YouTubers talk very highly of him and his smarts and business Yeah, he sense. doesn't drink. So every well, I mean, time like, he's, that, like, I mean, the people who drink parties, can be smart, too. But. No, I'm not, no, this is a completely different thing. Obviously, anybody can be smart regardless of if they drink or not if, if anything you're you're less smart when you're drinking but um so he doesn't drink and apparently like when they have all those parties and stuff he's able to get all those good videos and clips because he's always the sober one just like working. oh he records everything yeah he's working like all the time and that's why like his friends started their own channels through th- through him because he like inspired them too. I feel like they owe him so much. Yeah, I'm still curious if like they were joking around about him paying them to be in his videos or like he actually did pay them to be in his videos. I feel videos. like they don't. Didn't didn't um that old guy say that in Cody's podcast? I don't remember. I feel like they don't, but that'd be interesting if they did. Well, now they can make their own money through their channels because they have a lot of subscribers, too. If anything, David's not even the popular one any- anymore. It's just interesting. Yeah. Casey, Casey Neistat had a long video on it recently. Really? Yeah. He talked about how, basically, how YouTube is slacking and how, like, they're not being supportive of their community and how, yeah, like, the whole ad revenue, he's like... I think he was making he, he obviously wasn't like I'm crying about money obviously but he's like I think he he mentioned how like if if I'm relying on this to like put a roof over my head or I was already getting comfortable with a certain amount of money like if I if I had any other job if my other job at the, at the 9 to 5 every day if I came in one day and my my pay was cut tw- like 75% I'm going to be pissed so he's like why wouldn't we be pissed that our money's being cut now just because we're not doing something that is like a typical, a typical job, so it's so he was making a lot of he just but it was like a long obviously it was like a well thought out video, 
but I was like, word, this is interesting. Yeah, well, in this world, it's it's kind of like freelancing. It's I I agree and disagree at the same time. I don't think it's like freelancing. When it's freelancing, you kind of have you have control. You can negotiate with YouTube. It's like YouTube is calling all the shots. Yeah. In that way, freelancing, I could I could negotiate with you a price that I'm happy with. Yeah, it's I don't know. I feel like nobody ever should have relied on YouTube. As their income, anything is. I don't think people are. I don't think people are wrong for relying on it. But let's. If I went five, ten years, getting a certain amount of money, I'm yeah, gonna but, be like, uh, but what's like, going what on here? What if your season is over? It's like a TV show. Like you're not gonna be on this TV show. Forever. No, but some people. But some people's numbers aren't changing. It's just. I just think that they should just explain it better on what's going on. Like people. Here people is what's kinda, happening. Yeah, people are kind of left in the dark, and they're just like, okay, now I have less. <laughs> now I'm getting paid less, but like, why? I think it's it's fair to be like what the hell, but yeah, figure out what you're gonna do instead. I guess. <laughs> yeah. Good thing I didn't start my beauty channel. Maybe you should have. You could have been Michelle Font. No, never. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I could have had an empire like her. Yeah, like look at her. She's just doing. She literally her thing. has an empire. I know. She doesn't even. She doesn't even do it anymore. Because <laughs> she's worth so <laughs> she's much working, money. She's working on other things. She doesn't have to work on YouTube. <laughs> But, yeah, she she disappeared for a little bit. Like, she did a whole eat, pray, love thing, basically, for a year. Yeah, but she didn't, like, document it in any way, though. No. Which I kind of wish she what did. You, you're not supposed to do that when you're running away. <laughs> I know, but, I like, I wish she, like, she shared that she was going through something, and she's really big on, like like being honest and building that connection so i don't know i kind of wish she just if she's if she's ever like healthy and out of it i mean if she's ever willing to like kind of like share how she like brought herself out of it because she says she's going through depression and all that all that kind of stuff and her audience is like such a wide demographic yeah i would just be interested to see that Men and watch what, her videos just for fun yeah i would just be interested <laughs> to see like what she did and stuff like that but and I know she'd make something really cool. Like you know that she would do the topic justice. She wouldn't just do it for for views or anything. So I'm kind of just maybe she she likes that she could keep it to herself. Like yeah, it's her special thing. I guess. But it would be cool though. Yeah. But tomorrow I'm gonna start a video series that I think I'm. And gonna he's call. gonna be a YouTuber, guys. <laughs> it's not. It's not like that. But it's like it's more for myself to document myself. And I think for you to make stuff too. Yeah, but it. Let Let me just tell them what it is first. <laughs> I think I'm gonna call it something like getting a job in 30 days. I'm not saying I will get a job in 30 days, but that's just what it's gonna be called. Inspired by. The movie Around the World in 80 Days. Who's in that movie? Jackie Chan. Oh, I was like, I don't think I've seen this movie ever. <laughs> but yeah, it's going to be basically the process and me trying different ways to get jobs, I guess. Because Paula mentioned, <laughs> for fun, trying Bumble Business. Yeah, because it, well, it, that didn't launch when I was looking for a job, but it'd be cool. I should go on it just to see what it looks like. Yeah, like I'm so curious. I don't get how... It's going to work, but I guess that's what the thing. series is for. But it would only... I feel like that app would only be good if other if other cool people are on it. Like, I don't know. Like, all these apps are really good in theory. But, like, if no, if no one 
cool or like interesting is on it then like it's just kind of a waste but i like the idea so i really hope i'm gonna get it tomorrow and i really hope it's cool i hope i start like networking so what would you recommend me do in my video series on how to get a job well i told you the number thing like to, to write how many you've applied to uh-huh on like on the screen <laughs> yeah i think each video you should like up the number just because like when i was i applied to like so many a day and it just kept adding up yeah so i think if you put the number it'll just like look like it'll give a, a perspective on how many yeah because i i was it you or somebody else that was like applying to jobs well, I think everything's a numbers game, but apply to jobs, dating, they're all numbers games. So like to get the best results, you have to just apply to like a million. Oh my God. I've been saying this. I don't know if this is me that said it, but I've been saying you got to cast a wide net. <laughs> you have to, you can't, you can't be like, so it's like narrow minded. Honestly, I don't like to preach about this kind of stuff to people I know are looking for jobs just because like I'm no expert. I just know that like it's really hard to get called back. So you can you can walk you can go out there in the world with your narrow mind, but like let me know how many people actually <laughs> actually hit you back. So I just I'm just saying from my personal experience, but just try everything. Yeah, and I'm not like I don't want this series to be just about like me getting any job. Are you doing this every day? Are you posting every day? I'm not or, posting a video every day. I thought you were going to. How are you going to post remember. a video every single day of the same thing? Of me just like sitting down. Yeah, I was wondering. That's what I was wondering right now. Of course not. That's just, that's so silly. So you doing it once a week? I don't know what I'm going to do yet. Yeah. I just know that I want to you just, show. <laughs> just have the name. You don't have a schedule? Maybe once a week. I don't know. Well, I think you should stick to a schedule. No. Well, for applying to jobs, yes, but a complete video, like yeah, yeah, I mean yeah. the video, I yeah, mean the video. like like once a week, okay. But it, there's always going to be something different every day. Yeah, yeah, but like, Ooh, are you going to vlog and then and then put clips in that? In the- <laughs> yeah, applying to jobs is not isn't only so interesting. <laughs> oh yeah, it's yeah. actually honestly it sucks. I hate doing it. So if you make it look fun, then that's magical. It's not going to be fun, but <laughs> we're going to see what we can do. Um, but yeah. I if, don't- I, like, if I vlog now as a flying jobs, there'll be videos of me crying. <laughs> like, <laughs> actually. I don't want it to be just like trying to get any job. Obviously, if I wanted to get any job, I'm probably going to get any job by the end of the month. But That's I what makes it, it hard because yeah. you want to find one that you want. That's want the hard part. I want it to part. be a job that I actually think that I will like. So, we'll see how hard that is. We'll see what jobs are available on the internet and through all the other things like networking and blah, blah, blah. I have very little confidence in the networking part just because like I've tried it twice and both times I was let down. But honestly, I think it's because I talked to the wrong people. Yeah, it always depends. Like you never, you never know. But yeah, I don't like to rely on that on that source either. Because yeah. yeah, it's, it's even though when I was looking like back in the day when I was young and I was looking for like part time jobs, like every every time I was always like, who can I ask to hook me up with a job? But like when you get older, people either don't want to help you, or they can't help you with what with what you need. Which, so which is crazy because. Seeing where I am now, if I'm at a position where I can help someone who's like, who I know that is really like working towards something, I would do what I can to kind of like 
lead them in the right direction. But that's just me because I know the struggle. But I feel like some of these people didn't know the struggle, and that's why they don't care to help other people. Well, yeah, that's exactly it. Some people didn't so have to it, it didn't have to experience sucks. the same thing. So obviously, you will understand yeah. what other people are going through. But on that note. Kenzie is our next speaker in the series, and she talks about this. She talks about her journey and her bad experience at her job that she did not like. And now she's in a better place, which you'll find out in in this talk. And I'm still sick, so that's why I sound funny. But hopefully I'm better for episode five. (laughs) Enjoy, Kenzie. Okay, bye. Okay, so I get to follow that. Thanks, guys. Um, so uh, let's give it up for Fresh, Paula, Annie. They're all great. Um, so um, if you haven't met me yet, I'm Kenzie. Uh, so I have two fears. Can anyone guess one of them or what they are? You're wrong. No. No. All right, all right, all right. Everybody's guessing. I'll just tell you. The first one is completely irrational. It's belly buttons. I know, right? It's, oh, God, I can't even look at it. Um, okay, so it's belly buttons. Um, but my second one is failure. Um, failure, um, like failing a test or, you know, failing to show up on time. (laughs) Um, or, you know, just failing myself. Um, but here's a great thing. Um, we're all going to fail. I'm going to like Oprah Winfrey, my favorite thing style this right now. You're going to fail. You're going to fail. You're going to fail. We're all going to fail. Trust me, it gets better. Uh, (laughs) So let me take you back to approximately a year ago. It was June 13th, 2016, and I just graduated from university um, and somehow managed to land a job in my field before I graduated, thank you, um, as a social media coordinator for an athletic apparel company Uh, You don't really need to know too much about them other than the fact that they have the word tit in their name. So they were pretty reputable. Um, So I had been at the job for about a month and by all accounts I was doing fine. And if you know me, I talk about my birthday a lot. June 13th also happens to be my birthday. Uh, So at the end of the workday, our marketing manager I'm gonna call her Rhonda. (laughs) She doesn't actually look like this. She looks more like this. Um, (laughs) So uh, she called me into a meeting. Um, Rhonda and I got brought on to the company at the same time. And here's what I knew about her. She had been on vacation for three of the four weeks that we had worked there um, in Taipei. And then one time I straight up watched her Google search how to work with millennials. So (laughs) that's what I knew about her. 
So the nutshell of our conversation was, Kenzie, your work isn't good enough. You're being put on probation. We're gonna review in a month and decide if we wanna keep you. On my birthday! <laughs> it was awesome. Um, so Annie took this picture of me approximately two hours after that conversation. Um, thank God they invented filters because it's hiding my red puffy eyes really well. That uh, was great, it was awesome. So, you know when they say there's nowhere to go but up? They don't really tell you how deep that well is and how far you need to climb to keep going. Um, staying late every day, crying on the phone to Annie and to my mom, basically, and like feeling ill every time I had to go into work basically became my norm. Um, I didn't think I could get, it could get much worse, and then it did. So basically the only good part about this job was that every quarter uh, they gave clothing allowances to spend on the product. And one day, one of my coworkers was inquiring about getting our allowances like a little bit early because it was close to a long weekend and they wanted something to wear. Um, and Rhonda was super enthused about it. And then she turned and she said, of course, and then she turned to me in front of everyone and said, well, if you're still here. Yeah. So needless to say, there were days that I wanted to pull the covers over my head and stay in bed. I got to the point where I figured it was just easier to give up, move home, and start over. And I don't know what made me keep going, uh, keep going. But one day, I don't know if it was fate, God, or all of the hard work I had put into applying to like over 150 plus jobs. Uh, but my opportunity came. The thing was, I just didn't know it at the time. At the time, I thought I was taking a risk. Um, my friend, a friend I had met at my internship earlier that year asked me if I wanted to be a production assistant on a gig for a week. Uh, that meant taking time off from work. It meant little to no pay. It meant coming back to piles of emails and paperwork, and especially it meant dealing with Rhonda. Um, and it meant having to face every small failure and defeat all over again, just for what I considered a week of freedom. And all of that was enough to make me say, no thanks, maybe next time. But then I realized the only true failure for me would to be not to keep going, would not to, do, would not to do everything I could, no matter how hard or how embarrassing or how shitty it was to get myself to a better place. So I said yes, and honestly, thank God I did, because I had all of these amazing opportunities follow me afterwards. So here we are now, a year later, and I'm not here to say, look at me, Rhonda, but look at me, Rhonda. I still have a really long way to go, and I know I'm gonna continue to face failure for a really long time. Um, but I can tell you this, 
Keep moving forward. Dig deep into yourself and take it one step at a time. Each step takes you from the bottom of that well and closer to the light. Each move you make, uh, each move makes you realize no failure is truly final, uh, but it's actually giving you the strength for the future. And believe that you have the ability to tackle things that seem impossible head on because you'll learn that it makes you so much stronger than you ever imagined. So that's it. <laughs>